0: You have been cordially invited to the eternal slumber party. And I tell you about my new D&D character.
1: Yeah, if you really want to.
0: I do, I'm really excited about her.
1: Tell me about her.
0: So her name is Estelle, and she's an elidrin. Do you know what that is?
1: I'm sure I do, but tell me anyway.
0: So, let me, like, look this up so that I don't actually, like, butcher this. So there... El- powerful elf-like fey they're a race of elf-like celestials
1: oh i think i have a D character who's this, who's like that actually
0: and they're the ones that are like the four different seasons
1: no just kidding i don't i don't have so they a D&D character like that.
0: yeah so they are a sub-race of elves that live in the fey realm and they base their image and emotions on the four different seasons and yeah so she's an elydrin druid that has not spent very much time around human beings and has communed only with mushrooms for a very long time and plant. Sick. so
1: it sounds cool i like
0: that I really i really love her and i'm very excited to start playing her soon
1: i'm really happy for you i'm really happy that you have a new campaign starting
0: i'm starting like in the middle of their campaign so, like, I'm starting at level 10.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So you're jumping up there.
0: I'm jumping up there. So that will be kind of
1: fun. Oh, I enjoy it. I enjoy a good D&D where we start at level one, enjoy a good D&D where I start at level five because the DM said, hey, be level five. And I said, OK.
0: You'll love to see it.
1: Yeah, i love to see it. So how are you? <sighs>
0: i like i just told you before starting the recording i am living off of four hours of sleep and a dream um all i will say is that dating sucks and i'm tired of doing it
1: <laughs> yeah no um you should watch the taylor tomlinson special on netflix you might get a <sighs> kick out of it
0: i'm tired of this grandpa it's-
1: it's too bad you keep digging (laughs) you keep digging
0: uh how are you I'm yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we're both doing fantastic right now
1: yep um you don't love dating I don't love working Ha! crazy Crazy. Talking. Crazy, I get it. Crazy. Um, that's all I'll say. There's Fair nothing interesting to say with it. I just... It is a whack time to be alive for both of us. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any corrections corners from last week, so I guess we can move forward with that. Unless you have something to share with the class. I sure don't
0: gotta be so honest sure don't
1: cool um That is that on that yeah wow really short intro today uh we don't got a whole lot going on i tried talking about my D
0: character yeah <laughs> i think that's the thing is we have a lot going on it's none of it is stuff that would l- like to be discussed on the podcast
1: <laughs> like we have a lot of personal matters
0: Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. we have secrets that you don't know
1: (laughs) I'm nothing if not seven secrets stacked on top of each other in a trench coat
0: (laughs) seven deadly secrets Uh,
1: seven deadly secrets yeah nothing super interesting this week and we don't have any corrections corners we went to a SWEMO night Oh, we did go to a SWEMO night. You know what? Let's yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. We
0: were the sole reason that SWEMO night had any life to it.
1: Truly. I was going around handing out friendship bracelets to people. We were dancing our little hearts out. Well, Margot was dancing. I was performing. I was putting on a show for the entire place to watch. Um, Genuinely, I was like, wow.
0: Why is it that I never get hit on when I'm out with Kirsty? That's so weird. Like, what's going on? And then I watched back the video that I took of Kirsty literally performing for me, like the theater kid she is. And I was like, oh, that's why. Because everyone thinks that I'm her girlfriend that she's singing to. Lovely. you love to see it. <laughs>
1: Well maybe if more of these people instead of standing in a little circle like we're in middle school it boys was on one side girls on the other
0: it was literally like a middle school dance it was weird first of all we like- showed up we showed up 30 minutes after doors opened we were the first people in there besides the DJ
1: yeah besides the people running it we were the only people in there the bar was still setting up because the venue was told that things didn't start until 9 the event started at eight, so it was just mm, awkward. And there was like maybe like by ten o'clock
0: there was maybe enough people in there, maybe. Yeah, vibes. It was didn't a weird crowd. Strong. It was a, a weird, weird crowd, crowd because there were the die-hard Swifties, and then there were the guys who were looking to pick up die-hard Swifties.
1: Except for they clearly don't like Taylor Swift. So it's like they didn't really want to be there. But I don't know. Usually a Swemo Night, which for those who don't know, is a mixture of Swifty and Emo. Every other song. like the, the songs were banger. Great music choice left Whoever right. was
0: recommending songs on their Instagram,
1: banger choices. Absolute banger choices.
0: One yeah. of those people, Marco. It, the only person. Me. It was me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we did leave. Um very early we left that Um, was the earliest we've ever left a venue
1: yeah it was the earliest we ever left a venue which nothing against the venue nothing against the music no 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 it's just I can only keep up the party for so long before it's like all right well I'm kind of done um oh and then we had a sleepover and we watched Friday the 13th that was a good okay that was the best part about this is I was
0: starving so we get home I shove Taco Bell down my throat like I barely even chewed.
1: Our mouths unhinged like snakes. They unhinged just, like our
0: brains, and yeah, uh,
1: like a snake, just inhaled Taco Bell. Both of us, yes.
0: And then we watched Friday the Thirteenth, which was Kersey's first time watching it. Which I insisted that I be there the first time she watched it because, holy shit, was I right? It was a fucking comedy. That was a
1: comedy. That I was
0: told you so
1: funny i cannot wait to watch the rest of them um we did enter stupid hours and then we just kind of <laughs> hung out on saturday we recovered became people again and was planned some great stuff for the future yeah planned out some future content stuff um yeah so it was a good it's been a good time um existing on this planet with you it was fun oh that was really sweet <laughs> I try to be nice sometimes. sometimes. You gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> I I don't even remember what it was you were
0: texting me last night, but I just remember getting the harshest whiplash to your text messages. And I was like, what is going on? And you were like, I'm trying to distract you. Just like, let me do this. And I was like, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way in which Kersey shows affection is truly up in the air. You'll never see it coming.
1: Yeah, if you aren't getting whiplash while texting me, then she's been
0: kidnapped, call 911. Yeah,
1: you should have me like, writing out all of these different things about what we should be doing for our podcast, followed by a weird musical reference, and then me recommending you a fanfic. If those things aren't happening, it's not me you're texting, you should call someone and kill my double. Anyway, and her name is Cassandra. (laughs) Please don't kill Cassandra she'll see it coming you can't kill Cassandra can't kill Cassandra so what are we talking about today this week I'm giving you all a book report yay I haven't done a book report or like talked about a book for more than two seconds since probably my senior year of high school I really didn't have to write book reports in college That's a lie
0: only in the sense of you absolutely have talked about a book for more than two seconds with me multiple times. Miss, I've made my own fan cast of Akatar three different ways.
1: That's true. I do have three different Akatar: The (laughs) Dreamcast that is unrealistic because it pulls from actors from different decades and just can't happen because time travel doesn't exist. The Trollcast that is bullshit like... um, Edna from The Incredibles is Amarin, because that's just funny content. That's just very funny. It's just funny. And then I have the third one that is the fan cast that I would like and I think is the most realistic. We don't have to go over that right now. We're talking about Jane Eyre. We aren't talking about Avatar. We're talking about Jane Eyre. <laughs> to answer what your other question,
0: um, yes, I did need to do book reports in college. But I again, I went to art school, so all of my classes that weren't art-based were not art based we're literary based, and I also have a minor in writing, so.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I did business, so I (laughs) didn't really have to, I did a lot of like PowerPoints and fake like company pitches, never really had to, uh, do book reports after senior year. And boy, does it show when I was trying to put together coherent (laughs) thoughts to talk about this book. Uh Uh-oh. Let me just start off with maybe a quick little synopsis of yes. Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Synopsis Bronte. Bron. I don't know how to say Bronte. her last name. Bronte. I think it's Bronte. Hold on.
0: Bronte? It's got the double dots over the top of it, so Bronte, I- I'm assuming?
1: I think it's Bronte. I don't really know. Anyway, Jane Eyre was written by Charlotte. <gasps> Why are there 32
0: seconds of ads on a 42-second video?
1: <laughs> because God hates us. God, Stephanie. Bronte. Bronte? Bronte. Yeah. Okay. Jane Eyre, a novel by Charlotte Bronte, who is of the Bronte sisters, who I only bring up because um, Weathering Heights was written by her sister and that was one of the books in twilight that they had to read for english class
0: everything comes
1: to back to twilight. twilight everything has to come back to twilight from this point on apparently we can never escape i didn't so, know that it
0: was two different sisters that wrote those
1: yeah uh, so there are three bronte sisters i did pull up charlotte's wikipedia page because i didn't have enough time when i had the thought oh i should look her up to have a little bit more context on the author uh, she is the eldest of three sisters who's uh, survived to adulthood. Charlotte was born April 21st, 1816, died March 31st, 1855. She was a novelist and a poet. Uh, she's best known for Jane Eyre, and she actually published under a gender neutral pen name, Currer Bell.
0: Huh. hmm Interesting.
1: And Jane Eyre is... Obviously, widely successful, widely popular. People know Jane Eyre, even if they haven't read the book Jane Eyre. And it is held in incredibly high regard for the gothic fiction genre. So we got some gothic fiction coming our way.
0: It's always been on my list to read of like the classics. I just never got to it.
1: It's I would still recommend people read it even after listening to it, obviously spoilers ahead, I'm going to just run through the book. And then I'm going to talk about some characters. And um, if you have a little Q&A for me, we can do a little q and yeah. I don't know how these book reports are going to go. We'll figure it out. We're learning as we do, baby, baby. So a quick synopsis for Jane Eyre. The story follows Jane, a seemingly plain and simple girl as she battles through life's struggles.
0: That that's it.
1: That's it. What are her life struggles? So I'll get into it because the life struggles are just the book. This is the kind of story where there's not really plot. It's just a story. Someone's just telling you about the life of Jane Eyre. Oh, Jane Eyre is the narrator. So Jane Eyre is telling you about the life of Jane Eyre. So take that for what it's worth. What I will say this romance between Jane Eyre and mr rochester this is classic enemies to lovers this enemies to lovers 100 percent. this is the blueprint for enemies to lovers
0: i mean that makes sense
1: yeah like and we'll get into it when we uh get to these points in the books this is an absolutely out of pocket book there are so many things where i go wait what
0: Really? Ooh, I'm yeah, excited it's, now.
1: It's a little crazy. So we'll get into it now. Like, you can, So you kind of have this background now. You know Jane Eyre. This is just about her life, Jane it's just Eyre. This is about
0: Jane Eyre. There's nothing. Okay.
1: Yep. Came out 1800s, like mid-1800s. Gothic literature. Very trendy at the time. People loved a good Gothic tale. Goths were really having their moment.
0: Goths were having their moment.
1: Yes. Uh, Also, something I really want to point out before we get too far into this book, Jane Eyre is the narrator, as I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and she will sometimes break the fourth wall and speak directly to the readers, and she'll go, dear reader, which I just want to bring up because I call our listeners our dear listeners. I did not realize that was a Jane Eyre reference when I started doing that.
0: Oh, boy.
1: But we love a little bit of an invisible string connection. So Jane Eyre, she's orphaned. Her parents are dead. Oh, we start out as a kid. She's like eight or 10 years old. We open up. She's hiding from her cousin, John, because she does not like John. She doesn't like her cousin. She has two cousins who are girls. They don't really come into play. So I don't really know their names. Be prepared for a lot of that stuff throughout this entire book report i'll mention characters <laughs> remember their names
0: the book report that kirstie always wanted to give i don't remember their names
1: yep <laughs> so jane's an orphan she's living with her aunt and her cousins and their servants because even though jane is penniless her family her uncle's family has some money now her uncle who she's actually related to has passed away but he made his wife her aunt promised that she would take care of Jane just like she was her own child. Sorry, Cinderella. Yeah. Kind of Cinderella-y I guess. Yeah. But Jane doesn't have to work for anything. And that's something that the housemaid Bessie will kind of comment on. Like you're worse than a servant because at least I actually work to be here kind of thing. Like people are fucking mean to Jane straight off the bat she is just this little kid who lost her parents then lost her uncle her aunt does not like her her cousins are dicks like john is a dick he's just mean because he's the only boy and he's the golden child so he gets away with fucking murder literally Jane, however not literally oh, dang it sorry <laughs> i mean hey that's a fair question to ask this time of this time frame you never Catholic know like romance you never know so she's hiding from him. Not great family stuff. And the only reason that I bring that up is because it is so clear that no one likes Jane whatsoever. Jane and the cousin John get into a fight. He started it. She was just defending herself. And then she is sent to what is called the red room, which is like her uncle's bedroom or something that they kept perfectly intact. And it's all red. Huh. So a a notable thing with a lot of gothic literature is that they love to have supernatural elements, but they never confirm if it's actually a supernatural element. The Red Room is a really good indicator of this trend, because she Jane is insistent that she sees his ghost, like her uncle's ghost. Insistent she sees him. She faints while she's being forced to stay overnight in the quote unquote Red Room like faints and then they call the doctor i don't know why she's sent and locked up in this room besides like why why is this her punishment i don't really know but that seems to be the go-to punishment for her aunt is you're going to go to the haunted room
0: what the haunted room that i i have so many questions
1: hit me i'll try to answer them wouldn't this technically also be the aunt's room no. when was this written? 1800s, like mid-1800s. So they shared rooms. They shared rooms, but they're rich. Like this Me. is a wealthy family, like Cinderella. Like this is also- Yeah, but- oh, This they- is also England. Okay. I will say this is also England. So like, you still have wealthy still- families, like very Bridgerton-esque. So you would have your own room.
0: Didn't they share the rooms in
1: Bridgerton? if you wanted to but i think that some of them like had the wife's room and husband's okay. room okay
0: i for some reason in my head i was thinking that we were far enough forward that that wasn't a thing but okay
1: um so it seems like when this is set it's a little bit not that like it if it was her room not the room that she's staying in anymore that's the room where her husband died um, Her okay. uncle, Jane's uncle, died. Weird. And it is the so, punishment room. So weird. Or maybe the room was like his study. I don't know. They just refer to it as the red room. And it's super creepy. And oh Jane thinks God. she sees a ghost. She faints. They call a doctor. She talks to the doctor and is like, I fucking hate my life here. My life here sucks. Because everyone's like, oh, Jane, you didn't see a ghost. You're too old to be crying like a baby over every little thing. You're too precious. Blah, blah, blah. And the doctor's like hey do you want to go to school like do you want to leave and jane's like fucking yes i do get me the fuck out so the doctor tells the aunt i recommend that she go to a boarding school to fix her ailments to get them ghosts out of her blood or whatever the hell they think is wrong with her so she's sent off to a boarding school and the boarding school awesome great we love it it's so much better than our aunt's house except for not that much better because her aunt tells the headmaster of the school oh, that no. Jane's a liar oh no so then the headmaster is I'm not here to start drama I'm not here to spread rumors but Jane's aunt said she's a liar so do with that what you will that's I don't yeah, it's, it's weird. So everyone at the school now thinks she's a liar, except for her teacher and her friend, Helen. But this is the 1800s. So once the weather turns shitty, a bunch of people start dying from diseases, including oh. Helen.
0: No! So-
1: <laughs> I thought we had a good Helen going on here. Nope, R.I.P. Helen. Yeah, she we did had not Bessie last Helen. long. Oh. Yeah, you thought we'd have Helen and she would save us from a life of loneliness. Nope kicked it. Helen's dead. Jane doesn't die. Important note here. Jane, alive and well.
0: Okay. She does
1: not die. Okay. Was that up for debate? It's an important note to keep in mind later. Huh? So what is this
0: book about? I'm so confused. It's about
1: Jane Eyre's life. So, so far to recap. So far to recap, lived with her shitty aunt, went to boarding school with a shitty headmaster. You're caught up. Now Jane decides, so Jane actually does really well in school. She's apparently incredibly smart and she is hired as a teacher there. So she now works at the school.
0: Okay. Years have
1: gone by. She's graduated. Cool. Awesome. Great. She's now a teacher. Cool. Awesome. Great. Then she decides, I want to expand my horizons. I want to leave this school. So she takes a position as a governess at Thornfield Manor. Okay. She goes to Thornfield Manor, and that's really when the book starts kicking off. Everything else was just flavor text, so we understand how tragic Jane Eyre's life is. Now we are at Thornfield Manor. Now we are in the thick of it. Okay. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. So Jane constantly calls herself ugly, poor, sad little Jane, poor, ugly Jane, Jane, plain Jane. We then meet the eight year old that she is supposed to be the governess for. Okay. Her name is Adele. 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 Hello, she... Adele. Adele Cute, from the adorable. other side. She is.
0: <laughs> You're just gonna go for that one. Aren't you? <laughs>
1: I'm going to make you notice it. I noticed it. (laughs) It took me really long, so I'm embarrassed. (laughs) So Adele is an eight-year-old girl, and she is from France. She primarily speaks French, Okay. which then Jane apparently busts out some French. Didn't realize Jane could speak French until this moment when she meets Adele. she's a genius. She's a genius who can speak English and French. And we also meet... Adele's maid Sophie. It's a little unclear, but it's like we have Jane the governess and then and we then have Sophie, Sophie who's like maid. Sophie the maid, but yeah. only Adele's maid. Yes. I this makes yeah. sense to me. So as nanny, I guess would be a more accurate term. It's just weird that you'd have a governess and also a nanny for the same kid. It's it's not
0: that weird to me, especially if they're rich, because governess is for teaching. And maid is for caretaking.
1: That's fair. I guess I didn't realize there was that distinct difference. I thought it was kind of a one some, person In some situation. cases, they
0: can be both. But it does not surprise me that it's it's a, there's two.
1: Now, Sophie is the ward, the heir to Mr. Rochester's fortune. Sophie or Adele? Sorry, Adele. Okay. um Adele is the ward. I was like, Sophie's Rochester. the maid.
0: Ooh, Sophie, what's going whoa. on? Sophie.
1: So, Sophie. Oh my goodness. Sophie's got seven deadly run? secrets
0: stacked in her Ooh. trench
1: coat. Ooh. So, those are the first two people that we meet. Then we get to meet Mr. Rochester, who I kid you not is described as so ugly. <laughs> Every time we get the chance, he's ugly. He has a too wide of a jaw. He's pigeon-chested. Homies is pigeon-chested. Like you're just gonna have to Google like it. I don't know how to describe it. Like his chest sticks out too far? Yeah, I guess. Rochester okay. is ugly, and Jane makes absolutely no and like there is no ambiguity jane thinks he is ugly and she continuously thinks he is ugly throughout this entire book ugliest man alive uh, that's interesting because
0: oh oh fascinating okay i didn't know that's what that meant it's it's basically like like your chest is a little bit too big no it's it's like your rib cage it comes oh, out yeah like your rib cage is literally sticking out forward from like your sternum, like underneath your sternum, and like about your sternum area. So you're, it's like how birds have like, like a bigger, yeah, yeah. It interesting. I didn't Mr. know Mr. That Rochester that
1: was... ugliest man alive. Okay, he's not he the is... love
0: interest, is he? He sure is that's so weird. I've never had a love interest be consistently described as ugly the whole time.
1: Right? But no, he's constantly referred to as ugly. It's never like, oh, he's just a, like, he's a, not my type, but still kind of attractive. No, like, she just is like, you're ugly. She even says it to his face at one point. She's like, no, you are you are busted. my I'm guy. sorry.
0: Can I go on like a bit of a tangent? Yeah so for reasons i'm not gonna super get into i watched most of the first season of love is blind over the last Mm -hmm. like week and i'm not a reality tv person it was stupid whatever but there was like a girl on there who was engaged to one guy but was like heavily crushing on another guy like got drunk one night and told her fiance that she thought the other guy was hotter than him like to his face (laughs) so now all i'm picturing is jane eyre acting like this drunk woman on this reality tv show
1: oh my god that would be so funny so yeah um also mr rochester you would think maybe because he's the love interest he has this shining personality no He's kind of a dick, kind of antagonistic, terrible. Does she Stockholm enemies... syndrome herself into this? Is she Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast all in one? It's a strange, strange thing, but it only gets stranger because in the middle of the night, something in the absolutely middle bad. Of shit, the night, I'm sorry, something insane <laughs> happens in the middle okay. of the night. Oh God, what happens? Mister Rochester's bed. Goes up in flames. Huh? His bed is on fire. His bed... On fire. Crazy. Jane goes in, puts it out, splashes some water on the man. I'm sorry, his entire bed
0: is up in flames and she throws a bucket of water and that fixes it? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Remember, this is 1800, so they have like... Big old things of water. Unlike now where we have like bathrooms that have running water, they'd have to have like the tubs to like wash their face in the morning and everything. Yeah. And
0: she can throw that whole thing on the,
1: I just. Yeah. I don't know. Like she, the bed is on fire. She smells the smoke. She goes down from her room to his room, sees it on fire, panics and throws water on it. I I didn't write the book. I don't know what to tell you.
0: (laughs) I'm upset about this. This, this is not consistent. Okay. This is, like,
1: again, this happens, like, on the first night they meet. What? Or not, what? like, I guess not the first night, first night, because she meets him, like, riding it on a horse. How they met really isn't that important. She didn't realize it was her new boss. Oh. And she's, like, describing this man, how ugly he is. And then she <laughs> finds out later, like, that night, oh, shit, that's my boss. Um, I don't, like, they really don't talk, but it's, like, the... For Within the first week, I'll say, because I don't know if it's the first night or the second night. Within the first week, his bed goes up in flames with him on it. Like he's sleeping. Yeah. He's in streamland. And then all of a sudden, bed on fire, splash with water. It's insane. Jesus, Jane is like, this is insane. What the fuck just happened? This is crazy. He's super weird about it. And he's like, well, what do you think happened? And Jane goes, I heard this weird laughing. So I think it may have been this person, Grace Poole. And he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Guess it was Grace. Uh huh. Don't tell anyone though. Let's, let's just zip our lips. Never speak of it again. Thanks for saving my life. Never talk to me about it again. And Jane goes, okay, I guess. Does it ever come up again? In a way. Like I said, you should read this book. It's so intriguing. I'm going to ask to now. Because it just happens. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Why is he doing nothing? And he's just like, sure, whatever you want to believe. But let's say nothing. Grace Poole still works there. No one says anything. Then Mr. Rochester leaves the manor to go to some party or something in the countryside or in, like across In France, unclear. But he leaves, and then we are introduced to another character because that's where he went to go stay. We are introduced now to Blanche Ingram. Okay. And remember how I said that Jane is plain, ugly, hideous, no one likes her, especially not Jane? Blanche is the opposite. Blanche Uh, is a goddess among humans. She's the hottest thing anyone's ever seen. She's hot. She's single. She's young. She's rich. She's hot.
0: Cannot is stress. Is also hot?
1: I cannot stress how hot this <laughs> woman is. Okay. Wow.
0: Is she- okay. And
1: she's single. <gasps> now, it's So speculated. is this where it gets sapphic? No. Well. Huh? So there's a rumor that Mr. Rochester likes Blanche. That They're a thing. They're kind of flirting. They're kind of together. Kind of not. She's younger than him by like a good good chunk of time younger than him. Which the thing is, she is the same age as Jane. But where Blanche Mm. comes from money, Jane does not. Right. So Jane starts feeling like really jealous. And she's like, why would I be jealous? This is so stupid. Of course, Mr. Rochester wouldn't like me. I'm ugly he's ugly so i don't even care but it's insane that i would think me jane air doesn't Eyre, she not even like him but it would be insane for me jane Eyre to think that anyone could like me especially not someone like mr rochester who's like rich and kind of funny sometimes i guess and kirstie. like is smart kirstie yeah is this actually the plot of jane Eyre, or
0: is your yes. this your completely fan fiction written <laughs> version no. of what you think jane eyre is because i'm becoming more and more convinced this is actually jane eyre that you've no. written this that this no. is a self insert fan fiction
1: i no this i is think actually... i'm on to you i'm on no. to you right now <laughs> listen that would have been really funny i swear to you this is real <laughs> this is actually the plot I think
0: the fact that this is actually the plot makes it 10 times worse I know
1: this is a classic piece of literature people Although, study this
0: if, if you ever come into a show and tell and you like start being like I'm gonna tell you the story of this thing and it ends up just being like a fan fiction of yours I will lose my fucking mind like like when M I would never be brave the... enough to put my fan out for the consumption of anyone but me. Well, like when M made the her scene shifter for Christine, mm-hmm. like something like that, I fucking lose my mind. Because I know, I... I'm i fully convinced you've written this. I'm sorry, Jane Eyre ghostwritten by...
1: I wish, bro. I would love them royalties. No, this is the actual story. Yeah, I'm kind of fan fictioning it, I guess, like with how I'm presenting it to you, with how I'm reporting. I have not said a single thing wrong about this plot. And the best part is, if anyone wants to fact check my ass, you can go to (laughs) SparkNotes. Okay. So. This is wild. Keep going. So Jane is like, I shouldn't be jealous. Why am I jealous? I'm ugly. No one wants to marry me anyway. So to punish herself so that she will remember forever and ever and ever that she's ugly and she is not going to marry Mr. Rochester, She decides to draw a picture of herself as realistic as possible, not exaggerating anything, not trying to be nice to anything, draws a picture of herself. And then she draws a picture of Blanche, who she's like the most beautiful girl in the world, draws a picture of Blanche so that she can look at them and be like, one of us is who Mr. Rochester wants to marry and the other ones me, ugly. Is she a good artist? She is a good artist. Okay. Because she's Jane the super genius who can speak French and draw really, really well. Got it. Okay. I didn't mention it because it didn't really seem important outside of this one particular scene.
0: So they're just like throwing in a bunch of different talents of hers.
1: Yeah. like Because again, the narrator is Jane. So she's the one telling us this story. So things kind of become important as they become important. Okay. Okay. Which, so like she
0: draws these pictures,
1: yeah, which this book is not sapphic, but I had to admit drawing the picture thing seemed a little sapphic. It, does she carry them around with her? She keeps them, like, over, like on her mantle in her room.
0: sapphic. that's a sapphic. little That's a little like, I'm sorry, you're it's... gonna keep a drawing of yourself and the most beautiful woman in the world who you think is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen,
1: which at this point, she's only heard. Blanche described, She has not even seen Blanche at this point. And is like, I'm drawing oh. the most beautiful woman alive
0: and Stop saying it. that
1: it's Blanche. And so she thinks sad. the man is ugly? Sapphic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she not only thinks that he's ugly, constantly refers to him as ugly to his face. <laughs> to his. There is a point, like, she, without thinking, is like, Yeah, you're ugly. So many times. But here's the thing. He says it back to her. He's also like, well, you're playing little Jane. Fuck you. You're ugly and poor. Rewrite this. Have her end up
0: with the pretty one. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is going on?
1: I don't know. But guess what? Great news because it's been a few days, a few weeks since Mr. Rochester came back uh, has, or since he left. He's now coming back. And he sent word that he's bringing a whole bunch of people to the manor with him. He's now throwing the party.
0: Uh, So he went and he went on a bender, and now he's bringing the bender back with him. Yeah. Do we actually, like, they're all just partying?
1: They are just partying, except for, again, this is the 1800s. So it's like a giant, never ending dinner party. But they're all doing opium, right? they do not say that they do opium in the book
0: but this is the time I would have to imagine no like
1: probably I'm sure they're doing like they're I think heroin maybe I don't know all the drugs that would have been popular in the mid-1800s it's never said that that's what they do opium I was right yes yeah no because this is also the time of Emily Dickinson yeah, And there's, uh, in the Apple TV show, there's like a whole thing where they do opium.
0: Oh, I love that show. That was such a good show. I want to watch it again, but I don't have Apple TV.
1: Oh.
0: Um, oh, they're all hallucinating too. Fun fact.
1: I just found an article yeah.
0: about drugs used during the Victorian era, And they like, apparently were all psychedelics. and Like hallucinogens.
1: Does not surprise me in the slightest. So one of the people who's coming over with this wild party is Blanche. So Blanche is going to be there.
0: Blanche is going to be there? Oh my God.
1: And apparently Jane drew a really accurate representation because when we actually get to see Blanche, the narrator, narrator Jane is like, and she looked like my picture. What? Crazy. I'm
0: sorry. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) That's so fucking funny jane jane's an unreliable narrator i'm putting my foot down
1: she has to be at this point i don't think she's ugly i bet she's super hot i bet she's hotter than blanche and she's just like no me i speak french but i'm not pretty i'm not like other girls the only thing
0: that would make this more sapphic to me is if instead it was my drawing didn't even do her justice
1: i know So for this little party, this shindig, Jane and Adele are not allowed. Oh, they are not allowed there, which I mean, makes sense. Adele is like eight and Jane is is the governess. No. Okay. Uh, Sophie is very rarely mentioned from this point forward. I hate (laughs) to say it. She's like taken into consideration, but like we never really talked to Sophie. (laughs)
0: Okay. Poor Sophie. Bye.
1: Yeah. Adele wants nothing more than to meet the ladies, put on her little dress, twirl around. She is a French girl through and through. She wants to see all the pretty dresses. Okay. Mr. Rochester hears about this, and then Adele and Jane are invited to the party, which Jane is like, God damn it. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to be here. This is so embarrassing. But that's what but she wanted. Adele wanted to be there. Jane did not.
0: Adele wanted to go and see all the pretty dresses.
1: Yeah, it. she's eight. Caught
0: up. Okay, I switched. Yeah, because she's eight, and it's fun. I switched. The names uh, in my Jane's
1: head. not a fan. Does not love it. People at like the party are super passive aggressive about how much they do not like governesses in front of Jane. What? Why don't which they like is so weird. Because the governesses? Because governesses are the ones who are the are lighty. Yeah, it's so weird. They're super mean and passive aggressive in front of Jane.
0: This this but, is the point in which I'm gonna say. I this doesn't make sense anymore. Like, I'm yeah. suspending my disbelief for all of these weird things that have happened so far, but no one ever is going to sit there and be like, God, I hate governesses. What? That's They're not just gonna super... happen. So the person who's
1: like ringleading this is Blanche.
0: Well, of course it's Blanche. Obviously, she's going to be the nemesis in this situation. Like right? her name's Blanche. Come on
1: blanche ingram
0: we all saw it coming yep
1: so smelled
0: you from a mile away blanche
1: so jane powers through she keeps her composure and then she like leaves but mr rochester's like i want you to come back every single night i want you for as long as you people were here you're gonna come and hang out in the study with us and jane's like i do not like to do this and he's like sucks i'm your boss and i say you have to and she's like well okay with the eight-year-old uh, with the eight-year-old. But then, like, the eight-year-old's taken away by Sophie, I guess, and she, like, goes to bed after, like, a few hours or whatever. Okay. So, Jane, the governess, has to just sit there while everyone's like, we hate governesses. Actually, we think they suck. What is this fucking plot point? Okay, okay. All because right. we also need to see, because throughout this entire thing, part of the reason she doesn't like it is... Blanche is clearly flirting with Mr. Rochester. Mr. Rochester is kind of like flirting back. So she has to witness the guy she totally doesn't like and thinks is ugly flirting with the most beautiful woman alive.
0: And she's definitely jealous of the beautiful woman and not the ugly man that she doesn't like.
1: Totally. Totally. Anyway, another super weird thing happens. And this guy, Mr. Mason, shows up. Who's Mr. Mason? Jane tells... Jane tells Mr. Rochester, hey, some guy named Mason's here. And Mr. Rochester's like, hmm, really? Where is he? That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, where is he? I would love to. I, I'm going to go just talk with him real quick since he's here. Awesome. And Jane's like, okay. Have fun. And then she leaves. She goes to bed. Okay. Then it's the middle of the night. Mr. Rochester goes. Night. Mr. Ratchett is like, hey, Jane, I need your help right now. I, I need you so badly right now. And Jane's like, why? What happened? And he's like, do not let Mr. Mason pass out. He's been stabbed. Huh? He, he's been stabbed. I'm going to go get a doctor. Don't let him pass out. So Jane has been sitting there, dead silent, not talking to this man, clutching smelling salts to keep Mr. Mason from passing out. They don't talk to each other. Jane has no idea why this guy is there. Someone,
0: someone make an anime of Jane Eyre, please. I swear to God, Honestly. if nothing else, but for this scene in particular, just the image of just like the the cartoon, like anime drawn, like style of just like sitting there with the smelling salts, this <gasps> man, just bleeding out. That's all I want. Oh,
1: my He's God. Watching him. Make sure he doesn't pass out. They get They get a doctor. Mr. Mason's fine. Crazy. They just don't talk about it. So then another crazy thing happens the next morning. Another? Another crazy thing happens. She finds out her cousin John has killed himself because of gambling debts. Oh Jesus. Her aunt has had a stroke, huh? and now the aunt is requesting to see Jane before she dies. Oh good God. Okay. Yeah. And all of this the morning after Mr. Mason.
0: Yeah. So Jane runs over I'm to Mr. Rochester. It's like the dumbest thought. The morning after Mr. Mason was almost murdered. Yeah. A lot of M's.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of M's. <laughs> I guess he was like stabbed in the arm or something, or like in the shoulder. So it wasn't life threatening besides the blood loss. Anyway, she runs over to Mr. Rochester. Like, hey, I gotta go. It's time sensitive. I'm gonna take a few days leave. I'll be back. And Mr. Rochester's like uh wait hold on what's going on so then jane explains the situation and he's like what that is crazy crazy girl crazy girl oh my goodness and he's like you're gonna need money here's 50 shillings she's supposed to get paid 15 shillings a year and he's like here you go here's 50 shillings what wait actually give me that back because if I give you all that money, then you're never going to come back to me. So give it back actually. And then he gives her like five shillings. And he's like, you can get the rest when you come back for your salary. And Jane's like, oh my God, stop flirting with me. Are you looking Hold up on. how many shillings are? Like a
0: dollar? Yeah, but not a. I don't want a Kenyan shilling. Try British shilling? Okay. Bob Cratchit makes 15 shillings a week in the Christmas Carol <laughs> just for inflation. That's about thirteen
1: fifty an hour. Maybe I have my number. Yeah, she's not supposed to get that much. Like, she makes, like, next to nothing at this governess job. So when she's given, like, 50, 50- or maybe yeah. it's pounds. I don't remember. She gets 18.50. 1850- okay, a shilling in 18.50 was worth 12 and a half U.S. cents in 1850 maybe it was a pound not a shilling regardless i this is
0: too complicated
1: for me to do all of this okay not yeah, she, a lot of money yeah he's like hey here's an insane amount of money that you're supposed like that you will never see in your lifetime working this job just kidding give it back here's less than your salary so that you come back to me for the rest of it and she's like oh my god stop I'm
0: sorry. It's you Beauty like and me? the Beast. It's literally Beauty of the Beast. It just started it as Cinderella is. and now it's Beauty of the Beast. Fucking Charlotte. Charlotte.
1: We got tell more me, coming.
0: Tell me your favorite fairy tales right fucking now, Charlotte.
1: Oh, and we aren't even done. <laughs> oh my God. I'm
0: so stressed already.
1: So Jane books it back. She's reunited with her cousins and her aunt. The cousins still suck. Like, the two girl cousins left. They're just kind of bitchy. They don't like each other. They don't like Jane. One of them marries a rich guy. The other one becomes a nun. And that's their story. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yep, that's where their lives go. The aunt is bedridden. She's not a sound mind. But she really wants to see Jane. But she doesn't recognize Jane when she gets there. It's kind of weird. Is Jane pretty now? Is that why? No. She's still so ugly, dear reader. So ugly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. We find out that the aunt got a letter from John Eyre, not John, her cousin, John Eyre, Jane's uncle, on her dad's side.
0: The one that's supposed to be dead?
1: So, the aunt was married to Jane's uncle, who was her mother's brother. Okay. This John Eyre is her dad's is Jane's dad's brother.
0: Why didn't when the uncle died on the mother's brother's side when the mother's brother died why didn't she go to the father's brother?
1: I don't know. Okay? I guess he didn't know or something unclear. Okay. Unclear. All right. John Eyre he he wrote a letter.
0: Do you, do you want to hear the really dumb thing I almost said? I was like, John Eyre. That sounds so similar to Jane Eyre. <laughs> That's four hours of sleep. I've gotten four hours of sleep.
1: <laughs> yep. So what we find out is that John Eyre wrote the aunt about three years after Jane went to school, being like, hey, I'm Jane's uncle. I guess he like just found out maybe about like the other uncle passing away or something. I don't know. Unclear. Okay. Maybe life didn't go John's way. He's now like, I want to reconnect with Jane. I want to make her my heir. I am going to move to this other part of town, other country, whatever. I'm going to try to strike it rich. I want to make her my heir. Do you know where she is? The aunt said that Jane died. (gasps) Remember how all those girls died? Remember Helen? Helen! The aunt said that Jane died. At that school. Because... Because the aunt hated Jane so much, the very idea that Jane could better herself pissed her off. She was like, no, absolutely not. I will never forgive Jane for her, like, I I will never forgive Jane for being such a bitch for existing. I hate her. And the thing that made her hate her so much is that when Jane went to school, again, like eight or 10, she was like, I will never call you my aunt again. You are dead to me. Fuck you so so this a- so an eight-year-old told this woman I hate you a grudge and that woman is like I will never I never want you to succeed in life I want your life to be shit because I can't stand <laughs> you being eight years old and telling me that you don't like me Charlotte
0: Charlotte hey hey Charlotte hey hi how's it going um first of all sends a little bit of sapphic in you we'll talk about that later second of all girl what the fuck why are you just writing fairy tales i i know that to just look- an
1: insane <sighs> point anyway the aunt just wanted to clear her conscience that's it jane wants to make peace she's like i will let like i will call you aunt just kiss my cheek we'll make it all better we can be family um Ooh, and i would not, i would not touch her yeah yeah no the aunt refuses the ant is like nope absolutely not we're done it's over um after that conversation jane leaves the ant dies in the middle of the night jane returns back to thornfield manor okay so jane's trekking back to thornfield with her five shillings with her five shillings when she gets back to thornfield because at like her time at her aunt's house and everything like talking with her cousins she's realizing that love is the most important thing she wants to find love she wants to be with someone
0: wait pause pause girl math is with me okay so you go so I will say dying it's a on. Few,
1: yeah i will say this is also a few days i'm condensing things taking right 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 right
0: no 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 absolutely absolutely i'm i'm there with you okay so she goes to see her dying aunt that she's hated her entire life because her aunt has treated her like crap yeah dying aunt goes hey girl that i hated because when you were eight years old and both of your parents and your uncle was dead you told me you didn't like me anymore turns out i've been hiding a massive inheritance and also a whole nother family member from you for your entire life but come on let's be family
1: i'm dying no no, the aunt doesn't even want to be family. She just wants to make sure like, hey Jane, I told you. Now it's off my conscience. I don't feel guilty so I can go to heaven. Okay. No interest in reason, somehow like, even worse. connecting the family. And then through.
0: from that conversation
1: mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. we get to all Jane wants is love no so at the time she was spending at her aunt's house because she didn't get to see her aunt immediately when she got back okay she's like talking with her cousin she was spending some time in like the drawing room she was sketching doing her little drawings she drawing blanche she wasn't drawing Blanche. she was drawing Stop mr it. rochester Stop yeah it. sorry no and even her cousins and her cousins see it and they're like hey this guy's really
0: ugly oh my god Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to read a description of this man because, like, so far all I know is that he is
1: pigeon-chested. Uh, I'll look it up and read it to you once I'm done going through this, okay. we got to kick it into high gear. Okay. Because now that she's back at Thornfield Manor, she yeah. declares her love to Mr. Rochester, and then he proposes to her. Okay, hold
0: on, fast I need to. Once again, make a reference to fucking Love Is Blind. <laughs> Do you understand the premise of the show Love Is Blind? Mm-hmm. Because that's all I'm fucking picturing right now. Is like so watching this first season. There was a couple who knew each other for five days. They went on five dates for on five different days, and on the fifth day, that man proposed, and that woman said yes. And I want you to know, I looked it up last night. They're still married. Good for them. I literally was like, that's actually very heartwarming. But like, this is what I'm picturing right now. is like, they were in a pod. They (laughs) didn't see each other and they just proposed and said yes. Like,
1: okay, continue. So they... Have like a week to throw everything together. They are having a real quick turnaround from that proposal to wedding. Whoa, pause. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just keep throwing shit at me like it's casual banter a week. Yeah, no, they, he wants to get it- married quick. He's speed running this engagement, but something weird happens the night of, like, the night before the wedding something really weird happens. Did a bed get stabbed?
0: Does she have to hold smelling salts up to it? No. Dang
1: it. So she was gifted this beautiful wedding veil from Mr. Rochester to wear. Okay. In the morning Uh when she wakes up on her wedding day, Uh torn to shreds. Uh Uh-huh. Crazy. Jane is telling Mr. Rochester this. She's like, Something weird's going on. This is not sitting right with me. What the hell? And he says that he would explain everything a year and a day after they get married. I don't like that. So now we're at the wedding. And you know that part of weddings where everyone's like, speak now or forever hold you peace. If you oh, know anything for why these two people can't be married, say something. You no, know who needed that? Who? Bella and Edward. <laughs> Truly. You know who else needed it? Jane. Oh, no. You know what happens? What happens? Someone stands up and says, I know why these two shouldn't be married. He already has a wife. <gasps> yeah. Jane. So this Was it is Blanche? So this is the moment that I would like to, again, shout out Sparknotes. Because... I swear to god every time I had a book due between middle school and high school, <laughs> I didn't finish it. I went to SparkNotes and between I had to do that again this time. and today I also had to do that today um because Spotify ended my listening hours <laughs> for audiobooks. I ran out of listening hours so I couldn't finish I'm listening to the book so I had to go say... to SparkNotes. So I I had to go back through. I had to SparkNote from Jane Can't Get Married is when he, like, stopped my audiobook. Like, it would not play. It's like, oops, sorry. Sorry, you got to change your plan, which you cannot do in app. You have to go log on to a computer to do so. And I was like, fuck it, Sparknotes. I didn't even know they had a limit on hours.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah, on hours. And my hours don't reset for another 14 days.
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's not by book. It's by hour. Which here's the crazy thing, because I've been listening to that on, like, not quite two times speed, but like 1.7 speed. Yeah. So if I was listening to it at normal speed, I probably would have been stopped like way longer ago. Is this the only book you've listened to on there? Yeah.
0: That's wild.
1: No, it's been crazy. Anyway, we find out that he has a wife. Mr. Rochester has a wife. It is not Blanche. We meet his wife, Bertha Mason. I'm sorry. Her name
0: is fucking
1: Bertha. Yeah. Bertha Mason. Mr. Mason's her brother. So you might be wondering. Holy shit. You might be wondering where the fuck is Bertha, Mr. Rochester? When did you get married? So they got married years ago in Jamaica. She's locked in the attic because she's like is this, this insane, is, is this crazy gonna, lady. Is this gonna get racist? You know it is. Fuck. She's mixed race. Oh, we called it so what? soon. I'm. She's you, mixed Jamaica, race. The
0: second you said Jamaica, I was like, I smell it. I those smelling salts. They smell
1: of racism. Yeah. <sighs> um. His excuse for say, because Mr. Rochester this entire time is like, no, I'm not. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Uh, she's crazy. She acts like a wild animal. And in every instance that Bertha is described to us, she is described as animalistic. She's crawling around on all fours. She's not sane. Like, she's insane. She attacks her brother. She's the one who stabbed him. She's the one who set the bed on fire. She tore up the veil. Like, all of these crazy things. Um, but it didn't seem like it wasn't until like a year after Mr. Rochester married her that all these things started happening. Originally he did fall in love with her because she was exotic and different and so beautiful. But then after being married, um, well, what did they say? After being married, um, it, it became clear like she's alien and weird, and different, and crazy, so she had to be locked up.
0: Okay, so it happened a year after they got married? hmm And he was going to wait to tell Jane until a year after they were married?
1: No, a year and a day?
0: So I'm assuming it's married? to wait to make sure she doesn't also go insane? Perhaps. I don't... Perhaps. I really don't like this at all, not even for that, but, but for the, what I'm assuming is the only non-white character in this entire book being the one described as animalistic and a monster and mentally ill, that's,
1: you know, it's suspect. Here's the thing, is I
0: I get so wrapped up in, oh, the classics, the classic novels from the 1800s and the 1900s, and oh, classic literature, that I forget
1: that they're all fucking awful. Yeah, not great. Uh, And it only, so I will say, she's not half Jamaican. They just said that she's in the synopsis, when I was looking up at her character thing, it said that she was mixed race, so they may say something more, but they didn't say like she was half Jamaican. Again, I had to spark note it. I'm sorry. I'm kind of glossing over that, but she is mixed, and I was going to bring it up when I talked more about her character. Because, okay. um, yeah, no, it, it reeks of racism that she's described as animalistic. Oh, she's crawling around on all no. fours. Oh, no. She's Described as being of Creole heritage
0: on her mother's side. (sighs) She was of Creole descent, yeah, from Jamaica. Meaning she had both native Jamaican and European blood and also possibly African blood. Mr. Rochester implies that her Creole heritage is part of the reason she is, quote, mad.
1: So Rochester apologizes to Jane and is like, well, I clearly can't actually be married to her. I'm not actually married. Maybe legally I'm married, but like, come on. And then he says that they should run away to France where Jane would be his mistress. What the fuck is this book? What the fuck is this book? So good news good news Jane says no she leaves oh,
0: thank Jesus Christ oh my fucking God
1: she leaves she finds a new place to live she starts going by the name Jane Elliot she's currently Wait. living
0: pause I'm sorry mm-hmm. I'm so sorry
1: yeah Adele oh my God I didn't even tell you about the crazy batshit thing that I know about Adele I'm sorry. So,
0: how do you keep burying so many? How are there so many leads to bury in this book?
1: I got a shovel and I just started digging. I'm good. So, other thing about Mr. Rochester. Another thing about Mr. Rochester. He is watching over Adele. Adele is his ward.
0: His ward, not his biological daughter, so therefore not the daughter of Bertha.
1: She is not Bertha's daughter.
0: No shit
1: okay just tell me so mr rochester took in adele because adele's mother who is a dancer in france she is described as a dancer
0: okay take that
1: for what you will okay um, was a dancer in france and abandoned adele he will not claim Adele as his own daughter, even though Adele's mom says that Adele is his. I hate this man. So will not claim her because Adele doesn't look like him. But he fully admitted to, like,
0: doing it with what's, Adele's mom. What's the name of that guy who hosts Are You the Father? What's that guy's name? Murray. I'm trying to. <sighs> I think it's Murray. The land. The joke doesn't land if I don't know the name of him. Murray Show. You're right. Who am I thinking of? Doctor Phil. No, I'm thinking of a. I'm thinking of a black guy. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I did... He runs um Family Feud. I don't know why. <laughs> this whole thing's getting
0: fucking cut
1: right now. <laughs> This, this needs to thing. be a deep cut.
0: This whole thing is disappearing into the ether. None of this is coming out. Because the reason I thought of this is because of his facial reactions to the wacky shit people say. But yeah. I also got it tied up with someone has to tell this guy that this he's the father. And I don't know why I went to Steve Harvey's the one to do that. <laughs> That's
1: really funny. So Adele is not claimed by any either of her parents because her mom abandoned her. um, And now she's being looked after by Mr. Rochester and Adele. We don't have to worry about Adele. Jane has bent over backwards every time. It's like, oh, well, you're going to get married. You need to send Adele off to school. Make sure she goes to school. Jane has always been looking out for Adele and for Sophie. Thank God, because I think Adele and Sophie need to get out of that house. They really do. They really do. So they were going to be taken care of regardless. Jane made sure Mr. Rochester promised, and we can always trust a man's promise in the 1800s. Oh, totally. Like I said, Jane, now going by Jane Elliott, no longer Jane Eyre. She is living with three siblings, Mary, Diana, and St. John. I swear to God, Charlotte doesn't know another man's name besides John at this point, because this is now our third character with the name John. Yeah, because we've got her uncle John this mm-hmm. john and cousin john and
0: cousin john what's the yeah. what's the what's the love interest name uh Fairfax Rochester i think fairfax so not john
1: i mm-hmm. i'm sorry his first name is fucking fairfax yeah or maybe it's edward sorry maybe it's edward i don't know i just call him mr rochester he's really only referred to as mr rochester right, mr rochester fucking okay no fairfax i think may have been like one of his ancestors i don't know fairfax came in there somewhere it might be edward it's on spark notes anyway so anyway three siblings with these siblings saint john helps her get a new job things are great but she always falls asleep dreaming of mr rochester why is his name and not get him out of her head i don't know his name is saint john yes is he a saint no Except he did get her a job, so like, yeah, no, like he seems pretty cool. Uh, but she keeps dreaming of Mr. Rochester. Man is living rent free in her head. Cannot okay. get him out of her. His- Constantly dreaming of him. Then Jane finds out that her uncle John has died. She comes clean to the siblings that her name's actually Jane Eyre, and she has just inherited twenty thousand pounds. That's a lot of money back then, right? Yes, an insane amount of money. So the siblings are also related to John Eyre. they I don't know how, but John huh? Eyre was also their uncle. So they all happened to be related? They all happened to be related, but she was lying about who she was. So she didn't know that they were related at the time. This came out like when she came clean as Jane Eyre. She inherited all the money because she found out her uncle was dead.
0: Wow, okay, that's over three million pound today.
1: Yeah, so, like, they're rich now. Okay,
0: well, she's rich now.
1: She's rich, and she decides to split the inheritance with the three siblings um, because their dad lost their family fortune. So they were once rich, then they lost everything. She's like, you guys have been super cool and nice. We're family. Let's share the inheritance. So now they're all kind of rich. Okay, I mean, that's really nice of her. Yeah. Yeah. St. John is about to move to India where he's going to be a missionary. And he invites Jane to go with him and marry him. And she says no. And. Okay. They're related somehow. <laughs> they're related somehow. Um. Okay. We're going so to end it there. So this is her apparently. second
0: wedding proposal for being so plain ugly
1: Jane mm-hmm okay she says no how old is she at this point mm, probably like mid-20s okay she decides to go back to mr rochester oh god so she pulls up to thornfield manor okay guess what happened he died no Bertha burnt that shit to the ground. She set the whole ass house on fire.
0: Honestly, I am on her fucking side.
1: Right? So burnt to the ground. Mr. Rochester. Want to know how he's doing? How's he doing? Even uglier because he is missing a hand and now he's blind uh, because he tried to save people from the fire, including Bertha. But he's blind, is missing a hand and still ugly. was Adele gone at school Adele yeah she's not there anymore good
0: okay good for Adele she's gonna go on to do great things Mm -hmm. couple you know hit singles some really solid albums
1: wonderful residency in Vegas wonderful residency in Vegas
0: gonna have a wonderful son it's gonna be beautiful
1: dear reader Jane marries Rochester no and after ten years, they have a son and he has some sight back in one eye, so they he can look at the son that they made together. Hmm.
0: Really? Um and that's no, the end of the book. No, 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 no. That's the end of the
1: book. <laughs> no. Yeah. Abs- absolutely fucking not. That's the end. I disagree. I refuse i don't know what you want me to tell you
0: i want you to tell me that this is
1: not the end <laughs> what it. kind of fucking book is this it's jane Eyre. charlotte it's it's about a girl's struggles through life
0: we're about to have to start setting up patron saints of our own religion of the eternal slumber party and charlotte's about to become the patron saint of what the fuck.
1: so you know how like you play bloody mary as a kid and you try to like get the demons to mm-hmm. appear at your slumber party yeah that's what we have we have stephanie and charlotte right now we're literally building a pantheon
0: and it's the patron saints of white women who had too much audacity
1: this is we have the pantheon of why aren't women more
0: confident you know who the you know who the satan of our pantheon has to be who jk rowling
1: Oh god, no, she's she's not allowed in my pantheon, actually. That's why she's Satan. No, I don't care. She I don't want her anywhere near my Pantheon. All right, that's fair. No, I agree. All right. Um, so Okay, that is so pause. So
0: many questions. First of all, Mm -hmm. how many times do you think he made the joke? At least I'm blind so I don't have to look at your ugly face. How many times do you think he
1: said that? Probably thrice a day.
0: God. Second of all, Mm -hmm. she found out that this man married a woman. Yep. I'm assuming locked her up. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, locked up. However many years, because Uh she went mad, whatever the hell that means. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't tell Jane about this. Correct. While she was living in the house, including times in which his life was threatened, other people's lives were threatened. He says that that wife is the one who tried to kill her brother. I'm assuming it was actually Mr. Rochester who tried to kill Mr. Mason. I'm just going to put that assumption out there.
1: No, um, it was her. She stabbed her brother.
0: Mm Hmm this smells i don't like it it smells really bad this smells awful so all of this happens and let's take the blatant racism out of it because we're just gonna have to deal with the fact that this is blatantly racist so yep she finds out that this man has a crazy wife that he didn't divorce that has been locked up in a house for multiple years that he didn't tell anybody about his ward that he's been taking care of that he hired jane to teach is actually his illegitimate daughter from a dancer, quote unquote, from France. She's never said a good thing about him ever. Mm-hmm. She's smart and made good choices and all of this different stuff. And the ending is that she married this man.
1: Yeah. And had a son with him
0: and he gained sight back only so that he could look at the sun not his wife
1: so like i guess i
0: i think it's a good thing i never read this in high school because i think i would have actually fucking rioted if i had had to read this in high school
1: it's here's the thing i didn't even have time to get into all of the religious stuff I didn't have time there's religious stuff in yeah in the school part early on oh god there's like this whole way about like how the headmaster's trying to teach these girls to be good women and good girls and like obey god it's so stupid I I cut out all of the stuff that I'm like this isn't actually adding um, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, there was a whole thing where Jane's, like, women aren't, like, what's crazy is that this is considered a feminist novel. For the times that the book came from, this was fairly feminist because Jane was had a whole spiel about how women are just as smart as men. They need to be stimulated. If they don't go, if they aren't stimulated, then they go crazy, which is kind of what is represented with Bertha. Like she's just locked up. She's not allowed to do anything. Mm. She's just treated like crazy and other, and now she's animalistic and sets things on fire, which you know what, what else is she supposed to do? I, I,
0: I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I literally don't even know how to process all of this. Like yeah. what The hell?
1: What What other questions, comments, concerns? How can I help explain this book? Because I told you everything I know. (laughs) I just like,
0: that's just such a weird ending to me. Like, they get married? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like. It's just weird to me. It's. Because granted, I didn't go into detail with every single little thing. Yeah. Even in the moments where they're supposed to be like flirting or like into each other, Mr. Rochester spends the entire time flirting with Blanche to make Jane jealous. So his whole shtick is that he's antagonistic, he's mean, he flirts with someone to purposefully make you feel insecure about yourself, lies to you gaslights you frankly because if my wedding veil was torn to shreds the night before my wedding I'd be like mm, maybe we don't get married actually
0: um also the bed and the stabbing and the
1: like yeah no it's insane there's all of these little moments where I'm like he's not shown as a good romantic partner except for maybe the fact that he has money but like if the actual
0: feminist part is that she only married him for his money.
1: No, she married still him for not, love. I mean, still married not. him for love because apparently the whole reason she wasn't into St. John is because St. John was like very by his principles. He didn't have any real passion. Whereas Mr. Rochester, he was passionate as fuck. He just had passion after passion. He had light in his eyes. He wanted to live. St. John is like, no, I want to be a missionary in india what are his passions mr rochester yeah what are his passions fucking the governess oh so they had sex um they didn't say it in the book but like and maybe it's been too long since i've just truly felt that like yearning for a crush where i am with a different person and left after my fucking wedding but i just keep dreaming about this guy who's ugly
0: that's wild that is actually a wild fucking story i'm going to be thinking about this i'm gonna have to listen to the the book i'm gonna have to. you're gonna have to to listen to the
1: book you're gonna have to listen to the book because again, I did have to leave a good amount out of this because I didn't know how to put everything in, and I also didn't get to listen to the last half, so or last quarter, I should say. So, like, there's details that I don't even have for how the book really ends. I just know how it ends because I had to Google it on SparkNotes. But twenty-two, it's almost twenty-three hours. Hmm.
0: Fascinating. So. Yeah. I um I'm shocked. I'm floored. I am
1: it It is a good book. If we could maybe fix a few things with Bertha. <laughs> it's great. And maybe also with Mr. Rochester? Um no because I think part of the reason why I like the book is how absurd it is. Okay. With the fact because in comparison to Jane Austen, with like Pride mm-hmm. and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy's the hottest man we've ever seen. He's hot. I also he's have gorgeous, not. He's sexy.
0: I also have not read Pride and Prejudice.
1: Have you seen the movie? Nope. Okay. Well, he's hot. He's gorgeous. He's sexy. He's rich. He's single and ready to mingle. And he's that's, a little bit socially awkward. That's the movie where he like grasps his hand
0: and is like, I don't, I'm not going to wash his hand because I touched yours or something like that yeah okay
1: like in comparison jane austen versus bronte bronte we have the ugliest man in the world no redeemable qualities whatsoever but dear reader i married him and then we have this man is so sexy it fucking hurts to look at him to be in the same room as to drown because i can't breathe man's is so hot okay but that's and really I would-
0: poetic now i just want to go read pride and prejudice
1: do you can do a book report on Pride and Prejudice? I might. I might fucking have to. Um. But yeah, no. It's just it's one of those things where the sheer absurdness of how that book ends. The house was set on fire by Bertha. She burned the house down. Uh, but also, I've had this one Florence lyric stuck in my head.
0: Which one? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me.
1: From Kiss with a Fist. Mm-hmm. I set fire to our bed. Mm-hmm. God's been stuck in that goddamn brain. I fucking I love
0: that you're getting on a Florence kick right now. It makes me so fucking happy. I am really love with it. Dance fever, so it much. is a
1: brain worm in Manogin.
0: It's so good. It is very good. It's so good, and I love it. And i loved that i don't know if you saw the caption that she posted on the video where she was like all of my fellow what did she say like fellow crazy women
1: unhinged girls unhinged, yeah yeah no i saw <sighs> so good so good but yeah no um kiss with a fist is better than none i wish i could remember the rest of the lyrics but all i can think of is like i set fire to our bed and i think about um, that song every time i read jane eyre it is,
0: you hit me once, I hit you back, you gave a kick, I gave a slap, you smashed a plate over my head, then I set fire to our bed.
1: Yep. This is so Bertha-coded. And I love that. And I think Florence would like it too.
0: yeah i broke your job once before you spilled your blood i spilled your blood upon the floor you broke my leg in return so sit back and watch the bed burn yeah
1: i just i set fire to our bed uh but yeah so it's also
0: very symbolistic of like burning the bed that's supposed to be like the sacred place for couples or whatever you know
1: yeah well and it just kind of shows like the lack of intimacy how their marriage had absolutely no passion no heat no fire no spark Uh, but he married her anyway because she was pretty and may have had money and then when it was like oh no she's alien and different from me i don't like this anymore he locked her up in an attic um and jane went back to that instead of going off to india with saint john which to be fair if they're related, probably better she didn't go marry him. But also, it's the eighteen hundreds, and I don't think that was that weird to families.
0: I'm sorry, I, I just... mean, <laughs> no, you're right. It's there's a lot of things that we just have to take it being like, okay, that was the eighteen hundreds. I want to show you. The playlist that i just found trying to add pride and prejudice to my i'm texting it to you
1: okay but yeah that was jane eyre that i
0: had no idea that's what that was about
1: honestly i didn't either it's surprising to me that hasn't been made been made into more modern adaptations because you see like a shit ton of different shakespeare ones you see pride and prejudice remade every now and then like every few years but we don't really yeah. see like jane Eyre. and i think jane yeah. Eyre is one that I'd the scarlet love
0: letter gets made over and over again too
1: yeah you see a lot with like scarlet letter um but yeah you don't really see any with this one which is kind of crazy to me this is a batshit insane the fact that you stopped me and were like you thought that i was pulling what like pulling a fast one nope this is just this is it there was a movie
0: in 2011.
1: yeah but like that's so long ago when was the last pride and prejudice remake
0: uh mia wasikowski was jane eyre
1: oh how do i know that name what else has she been in she looks very very familiar hold please
0: Oh, she was Alice in the Alice in Wonderland with. Um,
1: oh, yep, yep. He yep, was in
0: peak. She was in.
1: Uh, I can't wait to listen to that playlist you just sent me. Isn't that so funny? Uh, Mario, take us out. I think we're done. Man, about I, literally, I think we I, want to move on to better I, things.
0: I. That took the last of my four hours of brain juice that I had. Like that, truly, I am shooketh after hearing the story of this book. I'm truly shooketh in a way that only classic novels can shake me.
1: Honestly, like this felt like another Twilight, but I had to go on this adventure by myself. Oh, she's also the one, and the kids are
0: all right with Josh Hutchinson. We've brought it full circle.
1: Mm. We really have. Okay. Well, um, um, yeah, take us out.
0: Wow. I. If you want to share your thoughts on this wild tale, you can find us on social media, uh, Instagram and threads at eternal slumber party pod. You can also email us at eternal slumber party podcast. You can send in suggestions, corrections. Hold on. Say that email address again at gmail.com. Fucking fuck eternal slumber party podcast at gmail.com eternal slumber party podcast at gmail.com i forget it every fucking time uh you can send in suggestions uh thoughts concerns corrections you can tell us how right we are how wrong we are you can tell us things that you want us to talk about you can ask us questions uh you can also be our favorite people in the world and leave a five star rating and or a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on um it would be really cool if you did that because you know it's one of the best free ways to support a podcast and yeah
1: (laughs) yeah um if you liked us then send this to your best friend send this to someone that you would talk out of marrying mr rochester if you hated us then send it to your worst enemy or send it to Mr. Rochester himself. I don't really care. Um, thanks so much for listening. Have a great fish day or not. Choice is yours.
0: Do you remember a few episodes ago when we talked about how, like, you would, like, step in if I was doing something truly drastic and you'd be like, no, I'm stopping this right now? hmm Yeah. Jane needed one of those
1: yeah no this again like i said this felt like twilight round two i felt sucker punched and twilighted it's like by myself it's like i was going on this journey by myself it was all four books of twilight in one
0: single novel from the 1850s yep and there weren't even any vampires no but there were ghosts were there Or was it just racism?